There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the first edition of the Mattress Direct Hot Stove Show for 2019, the year of the St. Louis Cardinals 12th World Championship. Wow. Yeah, no, that's how we're going to start this thing. Really? We're going to start it right up there. Really? That way, there's only one way to go, and it's just down. That's what I like to do. Some people like to start low and go up. I say, let's start here and just go right down. That's the way I like to. Coming out hot, huh? That's right. I want to come out hot. That was my resolution. I like it. For the first hot stove show, I'm going to come out hot. Hey, you can watch us on Facebook Live. You can watch us on Twitter. I'm Tim McKernan, uh, dressed uh, down. Again, Dan McLaughlin dressed properly because he's a gentleman. Well, I thought you uh, were going to start a New Year's res- uh, resolution and come out dressed properly, which we know, talked about. We did, but you know what I have here in a couple of hours, and that's why I'm in my sweats. I do. Yep. You're excited. You've batting got practice. fantasy camp, and you're getting practice. ready with batting practice. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you what, though. What's cool about it, though, with fantasy camp and being based in St. Louis, which a lot of the folks that go to fantasy camp are based in St. Louis, but they do come from all over the country and some from all over North America. So they're up in Canada. Uh, Some come from, I mean, literally all over the world. But the benefit that you have is that you live here in St. Louis. So part of your dream that will come true is the fact that you get to go down to Bush Stadium and take BP down in the cages, which is kind of cool. That's what I will be uh, doing here, I guess, in a couple of hours. The great Nick Yale uh, who uh, is usually part of the crew here behind the scenes with uh, Gangster Pete, Joe Roderick, and Patrick Donnelly. Yeah. Uh, he is heading down there with me, so we will have some video. You'll be able to see the embarrassment that it is. Yes. Sorry. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> if we were playing Password, I would go, yes, that's Sorry. it. <laughs> next, next Password, go ahead. I'm, I'm that's the, what it is. I'm not going to say it's going to be embarrassment. Oh, wow. Because you used to see me play wiffle ball on the south side, and you know the, well, the velo I have. <laughs> I'm saying this. You're coming in. You keep yourself in shape. Okay, that's a bonus. You will see when you get down there, um, and this is not to slight some of the campers that maybe don't keep themselves in the physical condition of others. Um, Matter of fact, they don't keep themselves in physical condition at all. (laughs) So you're going to be ahead of the game, and I mean this sincerely. One of the I've been to multiple fantasy camps, and I played in. Well, I've actually played in multiple fantasy camps. So one I actually participated in with like getting in full gear and uniform and whatnot. Others I've had to participate in going in to work for the Cardinals and like record the spots and things that we do for, yeah. you know, like things that you'll hear throughout the season or, or promo different promotional things that we work on for the season. But I will get the uh, occasional call to put on a cup and get behind the plate in my street clothes and catch. It, it has happened. I did see one time where the guys went out on the first day. They went out to stretch. They hadn't even played catch, and a guy was in the trainer's room after stretching. 
So I have seen that happen. It is official. So what I'm saying is, um, I'm my, I'm betting. I'm putting money. I know you're a betting man. Yes. I've, I've read the Scrappy Utility yeah, Man. I know multiple. you miss it. I know you miss it. Well, I read it this past Monday. <laughs> Even from though the it was five, seven years ago. Yes, seven years ago. I reread it every Monday. Uh, I did read it, and uh, I've memorized it actually yeah, know, from seven years man. ago. I'm putting my money on you. I'm putting my money wow. on you to have a great camp. How about that? Now, I are am. you aware that your uh, partner from Fox Sports Midwest has been texting some of the former players, instructing them to throw fastballs into my ribs? Which, well, it could be various partners that are telling <laughs> their yeah, right. his cohorts right. to yeah. do this. There Even a guy. 15, he could be in play. Well, of, cor- of course, 15 would do that. Um, I would say Rick Ankeel would do that. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I don't think he's participating, though. So that's that's, no. that's a break for me. Uh, Izzy definitely would do that. He and he was a, 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 you know, a, a guy that worked at Fox for a while. He's been on and off. Um, but I'm going to tell you a uh, kind of a snake in the grass. Oh, what do we have but here? I mean that affectionately. Of course. I mean, that's always a compliment. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure is. One uh, Rick Horton is uh, oh. kind of the uh, the camp leader, and you'll see him. He kind of – Is MC- he the commissioner? Yeah, and he kind of runs the whole deal and MCs everything and, and does the banquets, and he does the what they call the morning meeting too, and uh, which is duck f- from the verbal jabs and whatnot. But he plays the innocent guy like, oh, I didn't mean to do – he is the one that will egg things He's on. He's the pot and- Absolutely. Wow, I would have never guessed. Absolutely. So he also would put one in your ribs as well. I'm not sure it would hurt, but yes, he he would do it as well. So just be right. Re- all I'm saying is if you go down there, be ready with a, a thick skin. Um, I would say physically as well as emotionally and everything else, but you will have the time of your life. It'll That's be one what of the I hear great tell. experiences. That's what I hear tell. There are yeah. a lot of uh, former Cardinals in this thing. I mean, a I was just lot. looking at the list. Isn't that uh, nuts? I mean, there's got to be like, isn't it like 30 to 40 guys? It's oh, yeah. Be. And Hall of Famers, you'll have Bruce Suter down there. Whitey will be there. The Wizard. The Wizard will be there. Um, they get all kinds of guys. I saw Andy Van Slyke is back on this year. He has not said he's going to throw at me, but he's going to slide into me, he has told me. So that's something to look forward to. Because now talk- he, like, he's in better shape now than he was 30 years ago. I talked to Andy the other day, and I said, you currently are in better shape than any camper and any major <laughs> leaguer. And that's true. He's in unbelievable it's shape. nuts, yes. Yeah, so you're, you're going to have an experience of a lifetime, and I'm glad you're going down. It's going to be awesome. And we're going to visit with Joe Pfeiffer, who also, uh, with the Cardinals, works for the Cardinals and runs the whole camp, does an unbelievable job. And uh, he's going to be coming up in a few minutes. We'll talk about what the experience is going to be like. Can't wait to talk. Yeah, I'm going down to Bush Stadium here in a couple hours, for, uh, and we'll shoot video. Nick is going to shoot video, so people will be able to see that. And then I guess I'm also going to, uh, at the end of Field of Dreams, they said, have a catch. I say play catch. What do you say? Have a catch or play catch? I always say play catch. Yeah. You think that's like an East Coast thing? I got like two kids, and I don't don't go to my son and go, hey, let's have a catch. (laughs) No offense. And in Field of Dreams, when I hear it, I go, eh. I know, and I don't know what that's about. Of course. Yeah, you're already weeping anyway. Yeah. wonder what that's about. I don't know if it's a regional thing. Dad, have a catch? Yeah. Kevin Costner. I want to say... No, no, let's, Dad. Play let's catch. play catch. Let's play catch. Let's play, play catch. So I wonder what that's about. Maybe we can. We want people to chat in the Triad Bank viewer chat line. Uh, if Should you, know you if have a, a catch or play a catch? I would think it's play, but maybe it's a regional thing. Like apparently, like Charlie Marlowe, you know the uh, Chuckles. Yeah, he says pop instead of soda, and it's an Ohio. Right, it's a regional thing. And I, I think always they, said soda. And in the South, they call even if it's a Pepsi, they call it a Coke. 
Did you know that? Fun fact. I always say, do you want a Coke to my kids? Oh, do you really? Oh, I do. Even if you're getting a Pepsi or Diet Coke? Oh, no, no, no. I always, I differentiate. You're you're brand specific. You're brand specific. Yes, I'm brand specific. You're always endorsing. Correct. (laughs) Which reminds me, if you are a rep of any of those fine companies, if you'd like to jump on board, find us. This this can say Coca-Cola. I mean, real quick. Or Pepsi. Or Vess, for that matter. Right there on Tim's screen, we've got plenty of advertising room. room. Just let us know. Uh, Timothy Matthew is watching in the Triad Bank viewer chat line, and he says, ah, it's play catch. I hate when the cat says have a catch. I think the cat is saying that because he knows it'll bother Doug when he says have a catch. I think in the Midwest that it's might play be right. Catch. I think that's what it is, but I don't know if it's like East Coast. It's have a catch. I don't know. I always said, play, "Dad, let's go." Play catch. Actually, I didn't call my dad "Dad" either. Really? But no. He, well, it was a family thing. We called him D because my my older brother couldn't say "Dad" or "Daddy," so it was always D. And it just the gentleman with, who wound up at Boston College had a tough. That time. could annihilate every <laughs> yes, one of us in here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was All five D. of us at the same time. At the same that. time, absolutely. Yes, it was D. Um, my favorite baseball movie off the top of my head field of dreams would be there but i'd also i'd mix in the natural it's a great play natural was amazing i love the natural um anytime it's on because i always check in on mlb network anytime it's on i stop and watch uh field of dreams is up there eight men out is up there i loved eight men out uh I'm trying to think of some other ones off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, people mention the Sandlot. Depends on. I like this. My kids love the Sandlot. Oh, they loved baseball it. Baseball movies. I feel like I'm missing an obvious one. Bull Durham. That's right. Bull Durham was great. It's mentioned. Oh, here they yeah. immediately. Uh, league of their own. Oh, Major League. Major League. That's what Major League was awesome. Yeah, uh, I liked all of them too. Moneyball. I went into Moneyball thinking it was going to be terrible, and I actually now I realize they didn't really tell the story because they right. like, left out the key part, which was the three starters, the three starters, Mulder, Hudson, yeah, and Zito. That's yeah, that kind of helped. <laughs> but uh, I actually liked the movie, and it did. I well, did too. too. I thought it was really well done. Eight Men Out, uh, Pride of the Yankees. If uh, like our parents' generation or grandparents' generation, for them, some of that that's yeah. like their their movie. Uh, for love of the game, I've never seen that, but that's Costner again. I did like that movie. The rookie with the wonderful Dennis Quaid. Liked it. Uh, Forty two, the Jackie Robinson movie from two thousand. Forty two is really well done. Fever Pitch, which featured Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon making out on the field right after the Red Sox won the World Awful. Series at Bush Stadium. That was a problem. That was yeah. a problem. I liked the movie Sixty One with the asterisk that Billy I did. Crystal did. I did like that. I liked that one as well. Forty two to me um, should be shown for every child. That's a nice play. Yeah, I, I just history. think it should be. I, I just think, you know, whether or not you think there's a Hollywood twist to it, I still think, though, it makes a kid curious. Yeah. You know, our kids, or at least my kid and your son, Jameson, will will be curious. My kids are curious. They're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. You know, this guy wasn't allowed to play baseball. I'm like, yeah. And then they then become curious, which to me is important. Yeah. Like, yeah, you need to learn about this. It was terrible. It's yeah. awful. That's why I think, it's very important, and I, I try to make a point of it. I don't know if I do a good job of it, but I really tried to tell on Jackie Robinson Day when we have the games more of the story of Jackie Robinson, of just the, the not only the story of breaking the color barrier, but what a remarkable athlete that he was mm-hmm. and the importance of what he did and the social impact of what it's – what it meant and the ability to turn the other cheek throughout oh my goodness and i always try to point when we're in kansas city what buck o'neill has meant yeah, and the negro leagues uh museum and i always say to our fans if you are coming to kansas city you really need to go 
to the Negro Leagues Museum in Kansas City. It's an incredible place, and I always post a picture on social media or on Instagram or Twitter. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, it, I have not. Oh, it's, but I'm a it's, big Buck O'Neill uh, fan. I loved when he, he was. was in, I got the chance to meet him. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. He signed Lou Brock. I mean, it's just like in the stories, and he came – when I met him, Tim, was probably 15, 18 years ago. I was working for Fox Sports Net across America, so I was getting the chance to do features that were then going to be profiled on all the Fox affiliates. And he came at me with um, no malice, no uh, hatred in his heart, and understanding that if he explained the story of – the Negro Leaguers, it was going to get out. And he was just, like, so happy to tell the story, and he still was so sharp. And at that point in time, he was in his, I guess, mid to late 80s. Yeah. And he was, he, like, Didn't he pass away in his 90s? Yeah. yeah. And um, and it was awesome. And he, like, I'd say, cool Papa Bell in St. Louis. Oh, cool Papa Bell. And, it, you know, the way that he told yeah. the story, and it was just, just a neat guy. I yeah. mean, just so I would encourage anybody to learn about those great players of the past. I feel like Buck O'Neill is either a movie waiting to happen or a 30 for 30 waiting to happen. 30 for 30 would be awesome because I, I just did a podcast this last season with the gentleman that runs the Negro Leagues uh, Museum, and he's made it his life's work um, to kind of carry over what Buck did, and those guys, those two got together, and he has made it his life's work to make sure that that legacy carries on and the history carries on. And has gone to anybody that is still related to, and I hope any this gets passed on to anybody that has those artifacts that's left yeah. over, to dedicate it to the museum, um, and to donate to the museum. And there's only a handful of those guys left because, unfortunately, they're you know they're older and they're dying off. So um, if they're out there, find them, you yeah. know, and and. Pass on the stories, pass on the uniforms, pass on the history, the artifacts, and make sure that those stories are told because once they're gone, they're gone. They're gone, yeah. That yeah. Is, uh, he was just something anytime that came. He was always so happy and always would tell oh, the stories. Man, I'm like, like, how does he do it every single time? And he, and the stories didn't deviate. Yeah. They, they were always the same and, yeah, and consistent. That's awesome. Well, yeah. We are uh, thrilled to be here with uh, the 2019 edition of the Hot Stove Show. Looking forward to talking about free agency. Uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are still – out there we'll talk about whether or not we think the cardinals are done and we want your questions so type them in whether it be on periscope or on facebook live it is the triad bank viewer chat line so feel free to post your questions we will answer them throughout the show here today uh tim mckernan and dan mclaughlin with you on the hot stove show it is presented by mattress direct and they are online at stlmattressdirect.com the presenting sponsor of our program and once Dan and I get down to Jupiter, Florida. We'll be doing two shows a week from Jupiter, Florida. And it's all presented to you by Mattress Direct. They're certified sleep specialists. They don't work on commission, and they make it easy to find the right mattress in three short steps. They are local sleep specialists working at a local factory direct showroom. Making local products is better for the economy and the environment. If you don't have to truck them across the country, they're fresher for less farm to table. Brand name mattresses direct from the factory. America's best value guaranteed get the mattress that fits one size fits all beds at department stores or online might work for a guest bedroom for the kids but you'll pay less and sleep better when you shop at mattress direct shop local you'll sleep better go online at stlmattressdirect.com and support our presenting sponsor here on the hot stove show mattress direct all right i believe joe pfeiffer of the cardinals 
is joining us. Joe Pfeiffer is with us. And uh, Joe, first of all, um, I don't want you to embarrass my partner here, Tim McKernan. I do want you to make him very sore to the point that uh, he can't walk for a couple of weeks like I <laughs> couldn't walk for two weeks. Can you promise me that? Well, as long as he doesn't catch, he'll be fine. <laughs> what did you catch in camp, Danny? Like, like 40 innings that camp? It was uh, 27 innings. I was telling the guys uh, before I couldn't take it anymore. We were playing in the championship game. I had 27 innings, and then in the 28th inning of the final inning, the gentleman that was on the mound, I said, I can't take it anymore. I called time. <laughs> I threw the gear off, and I said, enough. I'm going on the mound because I know I can at least throw it 30 miles an hour to the plate for a strike. And then I did that, and you ruined me because I, I then at that point couldn't handle normal human functions for two weeks, which included walking and the things that we all take dearly like, you know, normal human functions. So thank you very much for that, Joe. Well, and you'd think that, you know, as your teammate in that camp, I think we made a pretty good battery, actually. But you'd think as a teammate, and your teammates would be, you know, happy with the amount of time you put in behind the plate. But actually, we were pretty frustrated with you. You go out to the mound, and you were pitching incredibly. If you would have started that game, we win the championship. So the fact that you held back, um, you know, that cost us the championship in that camp. And wow. It, it, oh, it did. It, 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 and it haunts me to this day. Believe me, <laughs> I, I can tell. I lose sleep over it nightly, and my wife hasn't spoken to me on many occasions because of that. So tell, tell our viewers and tell Tim what is he in store for at Fantasy Camp. And and I know it's sold out, but this has become a waiting list type thing. What what are people in, in, in and what can they look forward to when they get the chance to go? Yeah, we actually have a couple, three dozen people on the waiting list that missed out on Jupiter. That's the kind of demand we have right now, which is great. And, wow. you know, everybody thinks a camp is baseball, and, and I get that. And, and actually, we, have, we, we really struggle – with trying to sell it um, and explain what fantasy camp is. When people come and experience it, then, I mean, it's an experiential like none other, honestly, I think, in the game of baseball. Um, we're fortunate um, with our alumni participation. This camp, we have 36 alumni uh, with 140 wow. campers with 10 teams in Florida. And uh, you're going to experience a lot of baseball. You're going to play seven games. So, on, you know, after three games, after Saturday, uh, when, when Tim wakes up on Sunday morning, even though he's wearing that legendary number 23, I hear. Yep, that's right, um, number 23. He's be, really? He'll be pretty sore um, and from the start and stop of baseball. You know, it's uh, Scott Terry will warn all of our campers on day one. It's the first step that usually gets our guys down there. Uh, if there's an injury, it tends to happen. Believe it or not, we've had um, – We've had injuries during stretching. Uh, we had a camper uh, a couple years ago that hurt himself putting his belt on in the locker room. So, uh, in fairness, it was a very difficult belt, though. Oh, uh, yeah, incredibly difficult. It seems like uh, 20% of our campers have never put a belt on. <laughs> so, yeah, that seems to be a challenge. But, uh, you know, it's an experiential like none other. When you're actually going to have one-on-one -on -one time with Whitey Herzog and Ozzie Smith, and Bruce Suter, um, these 36 guys are there to engage um, every camper. It's a large investment. Um, you know, I think we're actually the most expensive camp in the game, but we're, we probably provide the most authentic experience um, as far as a camp goes in the game at this point. So um, if you're going to play seven games, but there's two major banquets. There's events every night. Um, 
and you're with these guys around the clock. It's not like, um, you know, Ozzy's showing up, signing autographs, and then bailing. He is managing a team, and he'll, he'll be there all five nights as well as all other 35 alumni that'll be there. Man, that's incredible. It sounds so cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and and the, I think the thing that people maybe not aware of, Joe, is how excited the former players are and the alumni to be a part of this thing. This isn't like a drag for them. Guys are excited about it, and I've been texting with a few or I've seen a few, and, and we've talked about it. They look forward to this thing. Yeah, I think, well, the alumni fantasy camp side of the business is, is probably my most favorite time of year for sure. Uh, but my biggest challenge, honestly, is having to say no to some guys uh, um, because we have you know we have a certain number that we can take down there. We we have more more alumni than any other camp in the game, but the reality is we have a lot of demand from our alumni, and I have to rotate these opportunities. So um, you know, better me than a Rick Horton or a Scott Terry, who's a former player, having to make those decisions because you know that that'd be tough on a on a on an alumni to have to make that call. So you know, I have to rotate these opportunities in, and I probably have. 50 to 60 guys plus that want to be part of this. Um, we have 75 guys that live in St. Louis alone that are alumni. Wow. So, I know that. Um, you know, I hear from other clubs that, you know, it can be a challenge to get their high-profile players uh, to a camp, and um, we're fortunate that we have the exact opposite issue. I, uh, I have to make the difficult decision on an annual basis who, who we're bringing down, and, and, you know, I'm really sensitive to it, as are our alumni. Um, all 36 of those guys know that um, they're there for the camper and for their experience and their investment and um, their fantasy, really. Um, and uh, they will be incredibly engaged over the course of the five days. Joe, I was telling Tim, uh, and by the way, he's been hearing that he's going to take one in the ribs from multiple uh, yeah. guys. Ryan Franklin, Jason Isringhausen, those are two leading candidates right yeah. now. Um, I, I said you, you have to have tough skin, literally, because you might take one in the ribs. But <laughs> I, I said, uh, you know, you, you better be ready mentally. Um, the morning meeting, I, I've gone through it. Uh, it's, it was a little tough on old Danny Mac, but, uh, you know, I, I live to tell about it. So, so what's that like? You know, the, because the fantasy part of it is they, they say, all right, you know, you're, you're going to be treated like a big leaguer. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of ribbing that goes along. What, what is that like? Explain to, uh, the viewers what, what that's like and what, um, Old uh, Tim McKernan's about to go through. <laughs> yeah, our, our staff really focus on that cadence and chomps, and you, you guys know those guys. But Ricky Horton and I talk about this a lot, is the authenticity of the camp. We want to provide these guys what it's like to be a major leaguer from when they walk into the spring training <laughs> and stadium and you've got your two full uniforms hanging in your locker with your nameplate there. And then, then the ribbing is part of it. And, you know, the funny thing is, um, how the game has changed over the years. Uh, you know, some of the younger alumni, their first time in camp, like a Jason Mott this time around, he might actually be kind of shocked um, with what the morning meetings are like because really that, that stuff, and you talk to Dave LaPointe and Rick Horton and guys from the 80s and 90s, um, that stuff existed more probably back in that era, era and earlier than it does now. Just the game's changed. Guys are more individualized. Um, you know, some guys are more about their own brand now. And, and back then, they, they spent more time together. So the morning meetings are a treat. Uh, Dave Point is one of a kind. I don't think Cardinals Fantasy Camp wouldn't be Cardinals Fantasy Camp without Dave Point and his sense of humor and uh, his ability um, to look at that media guide. We're the only, 
only club in all of baseball that does a full media guide for fantasy camp. And Dave does his homework on the front end. So if campers, uh, you know, campers fill out that questionnaire that Larry State puts together as he builds that media guide, and Dave will use that and use that often against you over the course of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> over the, course of the five days. And if you, if you don't have thick skin going into this thing, gosh, I hope you acquire it by the end of the five days because that could be the biggest challenge, not physically, but uh, mentally for you. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to get lit up. I mean, I'm just kind of expecting it. Not not just with balls coming at my ribs, but yes, with with probably what Dave Lapointe will be doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna say yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, coming. I feel like I'm coming with a bullseye on my back. Um, a final question for you, Joe. Um, in in years past, you've done some of the camps uh, at Bush Stadium, or you've gone to uh, Cooperstown. What what are you gonna do this summer? We're gonna do St. Louis this year, and it'll actually be. Experience. We're going to do a, a St. Louis tournament uh, experience. It'll be a four-team round robin, um, and this is the first time we're actually announcing the dates here publicly, so that's great. Uh, it'll be September 5th through the 8th, and uh, we'll host uh, the opening day event of camp uh, here at the ballpark in, in the suites for the game against the Giants. Uh, we'll play a couple of days of baseball over at St. Louis University, St. Louis University and then we'll wrap up um, right here on September 8th uh, at Bush Stadium for the third place in the championship game. So it's a lower-cost nice. tournament-style um, opportunity. Uh, you know, and I think it's a great opportunity for someone that says, I really want to do fantasy camp, but gosh, the Jupiter price point doesn't work for me. Um, but I think the St. Louis price point is going to work for a lot of folks. Uh, and Whitey Herzog is going to be the face of that camp experience. Scott Terry will be the commissioner, and we'll have another 8 to 10 alumni participating in that as well so that's september 5th through the 8th so that's going to be the next opportunity for folks to participate in one of our camps so we just uh broke some news here is that what you're telling yeah me? we got breaking news that's, that's what you guys do you guys are, <laughs> it is. hashtag scoops right <laughs> joe i mean i love it um so we we broke news and uh when will you put that up on the website for people to sign up we're going to uh unveil it on the sunday night of our jupiter camp on uh january 27th uh to that group and then uh, after that we'll uh we'll go public uh with it officially in february awesome sweet so so i'm, I'm heading down there here after the program joe are you going to be down there I, i'm heading down on mlk day on the 21st oh, i was talking about heading down i was talking about heading down to bush stadium tonight for the uh oh, yeah you are coming down tonight that's right yep so, <laughs> Let's see if we can make contact, Dan. That's kind of where our it's our baseline. Yeah. God, there's a lot of sarcasm that I'm just sensing. Are I'm you, just telling you, I'm sensing it. Are you throwing BP tonight, Joe? I plan on it. Even with my uh, my elbow that had two cortisone injections last summer, I will uh, I will throw some BP tonight. Oh my so. God. Good luck with yeah, that. And so. <laughs> even Joe's throwing at me. Oh, this thing's off the rails. Even in BP, <laughs> even in BP I'm getting yeah, thrown at. We can't thank you enough, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate everything. Thank you, guys. Look forward to spending time with you in Florida. Sounds Thanks, good. Joe. See ya. Thanks, Joe.
Thank you, guys. You too. Joe Pfeiffer of the Cardinals puts on the fantasy camp. And once again, this program breaks news. Well, that's what we do. We broke the Goldschmidt news, even though it was about a month in advance of him actually joining the Cardinals. But we count it. you got to count it. Again, I know that you want me to go back and— Absolutely. Pat me on the back. That's all this is. I'm setting you up to pat me on the back. Tim, at our John Mosellock night, which was a great night, by the way. It was a night at the Improv Shop. That your brother owns. That's right. Um, uh, Tim said Goldschmidt, and I'm uh, hey, yeah. give me credit where credit's due. You said Goldschmidt. I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't. Okay? You want to rub it in? I have only <laughs> well, done the Cardinals for, you know, 20 plus years. <laughs> you know what? I got new glasses from Walgreens. I love the glasses. On those? I love the glasses. All right? I really do like the glasses. What the hell? You want me to glasses. feel worse about it? <laughs> Thanks a lot. I like this. Get the, get the people in the chat room all fired up. Is this up. what you want? <laughs> yes, I do. I want people to get going banty. You know, uh, I had to get these. I li- so you're losing your vision? Is that what's going on? Well, not losing. It's gone. It's gone. Well, I've I kind of like this. that. Though. I got to tell you, I bet, I bet that's a sharp look. Well, for, I haven't seen it. All right, do. here we go. This is a bit more breaking news. Dan's look. So I can't. I think that's a sharp look. I think so it's, a sh- it's stately. It's I had stately. To, this is how I have to do it. So. So you got to like look down read. like at an angle, really? So I was at my br- with my brother, and he said, what's wrong with you? And I was sitting there with my phone, and I was holding it out like this, and then I had to come like this. Couldn't read anything. Really? Yeah. And so... I think it's a sharp look. Well, they're readers. <laughs> I think it's a sharp... It's a little early in the game to get readers, candidly, honestly, from an age we're doing a bell curve, but Tim, still it's a sharp look. Let's be honest. <laughs> I've been uh, through some things, okay? I'm 44 going on about uh, 72, and that's no offense to the uh, older viewers, okay? But, uh, you know, been up and down a few things, all right? All right. You know. God bless bless the Hot Stone Show. God bless the Hot Stone Show. Uh, Lots of uh, questions are coming in. You're welcome to ask them as we have talked uh, Fantasy Camp, which I don't know if I'm going to have video down in Jupiter. We're hoping to have Nick down No, you will have it. We will. Well, I was going to have Nick like just follow my, me and my team around. They said the only thing we don't want are those meetings and like the. Oh banquets. no 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 that's no. That's private. No, that's. That, I'm getting. I'm, this, I'm, I'm getting a sense that's going to bring me back to my pledge ship. That's what I think. That's going. That's oh, what it sounds like. It's going to. Remind well, I'm just me going of. to tell you, no, that's off limits. I'm going to be on on behalf of the Cardinals <laughs> and Joe and everybody else and every camper that will not be filmed or recorded. Okay. I'm going to just say that right now that on the record. Important that that That's will correct. not be recorded. When However, you are getting dressed to get in the meeting, leave your phone in the locker, okay? That's it. Otherwise, it won't be welcomed in the meeting. No, sir. No. That, let's just leave that out. And who would have thought Dave LaPointe is? Oh, he's vicious. It, and it's, but it is funny. And actually, uh, I'm going to leave this person unnamed. There's another gentleman that— um, Now, you already said Rick Horton's the snake in the grass. Yeah, he's kind of a snake in the grass because, you know, he's Ricky and he's, hey, everybody, I love baseball. I love you. I love you. I love you. Kumbaya. But yet he'll do that and yet lead you down the path to go get the other people. This is the guy I can trust. And then you might say something. Then he goes and runs and tells LaPointe. Well, maybe he might do that. But he'll kind of lead you just down the path of getting one of those two. Hey, uh, Dave. Your player X did this. What do you think? And then Dave just, well, Ricky, I think, and then it's on. You know what I mean? And it's just hilarious. Now, there's another guy that's down there that may be one of the funniest human beings I've ever been around, and he's a former Cardinal as well, and he's there every year, and I'm not going to say his name, but he also sent me a couple of jokes that uh, will be on display that will be 
uh, very, very funny. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And it has nothing to do with you. I've, I've heard tell that it's another member of the 1980s teams that is active in these uh, in these meetings. That's outside correct. Of, outside of LaPointe. I can confirm that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm, and I'm trying he, to he is one is funny that, dude. <laughs> I can Man, is he this. funny. And I love him. So we will, uh, we will not have video of this, to be clear. This is off limits. That's correct. This is this is this is off limits. Me uh, reliving my Steve Sachs disease on the field, however, is oh that's uh, fair game. That's fair game. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So when it's a, an easy ground ball to me, and I gun it over the first baseman's head from about correct. twenty feet away, that we can shoot. That's correct. That'll be fun. That will be fun. That, that will hey, be look, fun. It's little Chucky Knobloch out there. <laughs> that's what the kids will say. It's little Chucky yes. Knobloch. Yes. <laughs> All uh, that is fair game. Uh, well, I uh, maybe Nick Yale is going to go down there for that, but at the very least, we'll be at Bush Stadium here in a couple hours, and we'll see. Uh, like he said, my exit uh, velocity. Lots of questions coming in. Uh, people like the baseball movie discussion, by the way. Good. And people were uh, high on for the love of the game, and then another one: trouble with the curve. Did you ever see that one with Clint Eastwood? Uh, and, I did. Uh, I saw parts of it. Yes. Amy Adams, I think. Yeah. Justin Timberlake. I think that's I'm mistaken. Right. I think I've seen it. He's like a scout. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think he's at a scout. Uh, this uh, this is along the lines of what we were going to get we, into. We ta- well, by the way, we had subject matter we were going to talk about. We haven't talked about any Absolutely of it. Absolutely not. No. This is this which is we actually said that we were going to do. It's an improv festival. Mm-hmm. I can't help myself. But I am I am curious, and a lot of people are asking this question. Uh, so Chris uh, Heck is the one that I will use right here because it's up in front of me. I think the Cardinals will go into the season with the roster they have currently. With that being said, who do you think is on their radar for potential trade deadline deal? I ask this because I believe right field is going to be a trouble spot once again. Chris Heck. You know, I, I've had a lot of people ask me about this, and I think their, their guy, and this is my opinion, is already on the team, which is Jose Martinez. And everybody, Do you think he is going anywhere? No. Do you I, think you're going to I don't think him? you can. Okay. Because, and, and again, I may be wrong, but to me, Jose Martinez is your fallback plan. Now, I understand Tyler O'Neill is there, and he is a guy that – you could have as a fallback plan if Dexter Fowler doesn't, you know, pan out. And they're going to give Dexter all the the chances in the world. And I think it's out of all the players I've seen um, currently on the 40-man roster that's going to get a shot in spring training. And uh, and Dexter obviously is going to make the team and have the chance to, to get off to a good start. He's got to get off to a good start to calm the waters for many people, John Mosaloc, Mike Schilt, the media, and himself. Um, but if that doesn't work out, you've got to have a fallback plan. And in my mind, uh, this guy right here who we have pictured is one of them. Um, and the other one is Tyler O'Neill. I also like this guy off the bench um, and that guy off the bench too. But to me, you know, Jose Martinez at the trade deadline, I went up to him specifically, Tim, and I said, are you happy you're here? And he said, am I happy? And I, I know Jose well both on and off the field. And when I say well, I mean well in terms of a professional relationship. I don't know him, and I want to make that clear. When, I, when a guy says I know him well, I don't know him well like I know you well. I mean, right, we're like friends, you. and I've known you for a long time. Um, but I know him well enough and as a, as a professional media guy to, to him, and I think better than most. And he said, Dan, you know, this organization gave me a shot. They took a chance on me, um, and I, I'm thankful that they did that. And – I'm very comfortable here, and even though I might have better opportunities in other places, this is where I want to be. And that really took me back. You know, he said, 
there might be better opportunities to play in other places, and I understand what they're doing here. And this is when Fowler was getting more of a shot to play. Remember when they yeah, said, yeah, hey, right. we're going to commit to him for a little bit. Um, but he said, I'm, comfor- I'm comfortable here, and they know what I can do, and I'm loyal. They gave me a shot, and all these other teams never gave me a shot. So I like it here. And with everything I've been through and the knee surgeries and having a you know, cadaver or ligament or whatever it is in his knee – this is the place that gave me my shot. I'm loyal here. I'm comfortable here. I want to be here. Mm. And I think that's the way he probably feels this offseason. I don't know that for a fact. I'm looking forward to finding out. And so when you couple all those things together, all those factors, and the guy can flat out hit off the bench, um, I want him here. I, I'm trying to figure out why do the Cardinals want to trade him? I mean, everybody's coming to me. I've had a lot of national writers asking me, when are they going to trade Martinez? And when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? There's no fit in, in St. Louis. And I'm thinking to myself, no, the fit is in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I don't like him at first base. They tried that. I agree. But the fit is okay in right field. And I remember going to Mike Schilt and I said, and we've talked about this, uh, you know, Mike and I were talking about it. And I said, why are, why are you getting asked so much about Jose Martinez in right field? And he said, and Mike and I were laughing about it. He said, the dude's played like, you know, 10,000 games in right field or whatever it is. And and I said, I know he's not going to win a gold glove. He can catch the ball in right field. There might be the occasional mistake. And sometimes that occasional, occasional mistake may look ugly. And I said, I get it. It may stick out. Um, but can he play there? Yes. And in the National League in late innings, could you double switch him out? Yeah. yeah. And would it be okay to get three ABs from him and he rakes? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, Tim, what's the downside if that's the fallback plan? Right. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, it was. It was I feel like there were a couple. Am of I things. wrong with no, this? I, I think a lot of people were concerned and confused when, in early December, the thought process was it was just a matter of which team he goes to. But he's right. going to go. And now, as we approach mid-January, it doesn't seem like he's well, going anywhere. Now, if, if and prior to getting and now with Miller here, right. That's the game changer because he might have been part of a package for a left-handed reliever. You're telling me if you're getting Brad Hand, I get it. Now you're filling a definite need. Like, okay, if you were going to go out and get something the Cardinals definitely needed, like they, if they said, "Hey, we needed to get that lefty," and this was, we didn't want to spend, you know, in upwards of twenty-five to thirty-five million dollars to get a lefty, right. so we went the trade route. And that was the chip that that team wanted in an American League team to get that lefty. Okay, that made sense. Um, but now that you got your lefty, you went free agency. This guy is a right-handed bat off the bench, or he's a fallback potential in right field. And what no one has addressed, in my opinion, and what I've read and what I've seen, is that he's under your control for three or four more years. So. I, to me, he's an asset. He's not somebody you just dump. Yeah, just unload just for the hell of it. I agree with you on that. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of fans feel that same way, and we're kind of confused as to so, why, especially when you feel like if you're looking at the starting lineup, if there's one position where you go, yeah, not really sure what you're going to get, it's right field. Why would you deal away your plan yes. B? And that was, and I, I, and again, I was getting it from a lot of national people, and that was kind of the national narrative, and I think that's what a lot of people, especially in our town, when you're digging and digging and digging and reading and reading and reading, and it's constantly what you're reading, the national narrative was that. And again, that's just my opinion. And again, I could be wrong. And we get off the air here and, and they make that trade. 
Um, but those reasons for what I just said, under control, fallback plan, a bench player, comfort level, um, in my opinion, he's the guy that, uh, from baseball reasons, as to why I would keep him. I, I love him. I mean, I think he's a good player offensively, clearly, but uh, and I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be defensively in right field. I don't like him at first base. Right. Um, and then when you get into the situation of uh, interleague play, he's your DH. So that's nine or twelve games or whatever it is. Um, that's that would be my opinion. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I out. think with Miller here, I'd like to think that that reduces the probability of him going anywhere. Uh, regarding the fact that here we are on January 10th mm-hmm. and Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are not signed, first off, are you surprised? I didn't think it would happen during the meetings. I am surprised that it hasn't happened by now. Yes. Okay. And yeah. what do you think the cause of this is? Because now you're starting to get into the theories that then go, well, here's an indication of why in a few years we're going to see a work stoppage. This, what we've seen over the last two free agency periods last year and now this year. I mean, These, a handful of guys have signed deals two years or, or longer. I mean, but I, I think the the bigger question is these guys are going to get their money. It would, I mean, it would really shock me if they fall beyond the numbers that we're hearing, the 300, the 325. So I think these guys get their money. What would really surprise me is the next tier. So the A.J. Pollocks, yeah. those guys. I'd be concerned if I were their agents. So those are the ones that are surprising me. Um, now, again, these are the chips that have to fall first, and then kind of the market is set. But if those guys don't sign and get the kind of deals that maybe they thought, those are the ones, Tim, that would really surprise me. That, have, that's the one that would surprise yeah, me. Yeah, you have been on Harper going back to the Nationals I have been. from the beginning. And yeah. where have you been, Machado, on Phillies or Yankees? I think one the Phillies. Two. Okay. I, I do. And are you still of that of those opinions? I am, and I, I the reason I said it, just because ownership came out and said and put – and I to me, they box themselves in a corner. When you come out and say, we have crazy money oh, to spend. I couldn't spend agree with you more. we got to spend it. I mean, then you got to hold yourselves accountable, and especially in a town especially like that. that market, man. Right. Um, that's the only reason I would say that. Um, and especially when the Yankees come out and and give Tulowitzki the kind of – you know, they, they get Tulowitzki at bottom market price – and they know they've got Didi Gregorius coming back, who I think is a fabulous player. They're they, you know, potentially are covered. So why go out and spend the kind of money on him when they know they've got a very good player coming back at what is reasonable? Mm-hmm. Um, then to me, it falls between Philly uh, and the Chicago White Sox, and then the Phillies just up the ante and overpay for what they think they have to do. Yeah, and that, that would be my guess. And then with regard to Harper. I have always felt because he's a transitional player and you drafted him and you've been and you know the player that you go you 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 break the bank for your own player. And I, I just always have felt that from day one with him in that uniform. And and I just think that with a team and, and it could be the Cardinals, it could be Milwaukee, it could be the Washington Nationals. Um there was a report last week of the the amount of money that is in the game and, and what's been generated the teams have money to spend. Now, you know, every team spends it differently. They have different philosophies. Obviously, Washington has been, uh, you know, willing to spend a lot of money. Yeah. On various... Well, there is some money tied up in that pitching staff. Absolutely. and But this guy is a transitional type player. And when you draft him and you develop him, um, 
I just have always felt from day one he would wind up back in that uniform. Yeah. I don't always I, I just been around the game a long time. I'm not saying I know what I'm talking about. I just you know, when you have that kind of player and you have him in your uniform, it just seems like ownership feels that's different than going out and getting the guy that was drafted and developed by that player or yeah, that team. That team, yeah. We're willing to go over and break the bank for that guy because he's been our guy. I've always felt that way. With regard to the Cardinals uh, and Bryce Harper, something that seems like it was the topic at the start of the offseason. Yeah. And at this point, I think most people are of the opinion that it will not be happening. Where do you where do you view that? Hey, there's Nelly and Bryce Harper. Yeah. Where do you view the Cardinals? It just, just I don't out, think they're you – know? I, I don't say – until it's done, I, I don't, I'd never say they're out. I, I Now – would I put a percentage on it? I mean, I, I would say it's very low percentages. And when the Cardinals have come out and the winter meetings and, and said, hey, we're putting our eggs in the, the Dexter basket, and he's got three more years on that contract, you know, it clearly states that they got to go that way. And you and I were talking before we started the show. You know, the idea has been that we're going with this guy. And the fact is that they owe him a lot of money. And you made the valid point, and I totally agree with you, is that – Look, it was a bad year for Dexter Fowler. The year his age would tell you that um, for him to go to another team, the Cardinals would clearly have to eat a ton of salary. So the investment in Harper, coupled with what Fowler is left on the contract, you got to add that into it. That's a very, very expensive deal. And if Harper is going to get ten years, which it seems like that's what he wants. Um, most clubs don't want to go that way, and that has not been the route the Cardinals would go. Right. And I don't think the Cardinals would do that. And I've stated from day one, if the years drop to six or below, the Cardinals would do it. And the, all reports and all indications are that that's not where it's going. And if it's 10 years, I don't think the Cardinals would ever do that. Yeah. Uh, people have questions. We want you to go ahead and submit them, whether it be you're watching on Facebook Live or you are watching on Periscope on Twitter. It is the Triad Bank viewer chat line triad bank online at triadbanking.com the sponsor of our viewer chat line something that makes the hot stove show unique is that you can ask your questions anytime and dan and i will do our best to answer them and then uh, perhaps it leads to more discussion in the triad bank viewer chat line they're online at triadbanking.com they're located just to the northwest of the intersection of Clayton and Lindbergh, and that's where Dan and I, that's where we do business, and that's where we recommend you do business as well. We know a lot of people over there, some really good people, uh, and they are primarily a commercial bank and that the clients are St. Louis-owned businesses. Jim Regna's office is in the bank lobby, and he is always accessible to clients as the CEO of the bank. A lot of people over there who are good people who have been there for a good long time, and that's because they take a relationship-based, consultative approach to banking. They're online at triadbanking.com. They're all business bankers who are lifelong St. Louisans who are focused on their St. Louis-based clients, just not your typical banker and not your typical bank. So happy that we have done our business with Triad Bank online at triadbanking.com. Dot com. Uh, Dan, this question coming in from Mark, and this is on uh, Twitter. What one player would you get if you had one more move? And I realize that's mm. obviously very open-ended. Um, it's a great question. I, I've done a lot of thinking about it. Um, I, I And if it wasn't my money, I'd go get one more power reliever. And how about Craig Kimbrell? Wow. Wouldn't What's going be on great? with him? 
Well, the market, it seems like, has dropped yeah. considerably for him. And, boy, you talk about being able to shorten a game now. If you got Kimbrell and you think about having Kimbrell, Hicks, Miller, Hudson, that type of power bullpen, um, I, I to me that would be a look that would be absolutely dominant. Um I like this Cardinals team, and I'm not one to ever go out and just say right off the bat, boy, you know, right now is a championship team. And, and I'm not sure I would want to be willing to say that yet because I think there's some tinkering to be done. There's 200-plus uh, free agents still out yeah. there. Um, and I think free, uh, I think the spring training could, you know, it, it, let it play out and see what you have. Because um, I'm not sure the bench is done yet. I'm I'm not sure the the rotation or the bullpen is quite done yet. But man, um, one more power arm could be uh, something I look at, and I also maybe look at a veteran starter, um, a guy to maybe log really. Some well, that's interesting because I look at the rotation. I go, I'm not sure what the rotation is going to be, but that's just because there are so many options. That's the thing I think needs to play out because when you get into spring training, and we we talked about it in. I guess it was mid-November we started doing this show. We had 11 guys that we put yeah, up on the screen, yep. and one got traded away. And Luke Weaver, you got 10. You know, you get – so you go into camp, and I'll be anxious to ask Mike Schilt this in the winter warm-up coming up. When you when you go into camp, and you've seen it when you're at the, the table, you know, all those guys go out there and sure. you're, what, 10 yards away doing your show, and these guys go on, what, five mounds, I guess, and they start to stretch out to get the number of innings that they need to build up for – opening day well by usually and I'm taking a guess here and you you would know too I mean by the 23rd is the first game of February yeah, Saturday afternoon. February yeah so by then they kind of have and in years past they've had let, let's say seven guys going for five spots right and you have split squads I think I looked at it there's like three split squad games okay. meaning for fan, you know fans that don't know that be essentially two games in uh, the same day. Now you could have guys go to work backfields to get more innings. I mean, there's ways to manipulate it. But my point being, if you've got ten guys, potential starters that need to build up to opening day, um, how does that play out? I I I don't know. I mean, at some point you're going to have to go to Dakota Hudson if he's in the bullpen and say, "I'm sorry, we think you can be a starter in the future, but." In 2019, we need you as a reliever. We need to get ready as a reliever or as a starter. Mm -hmm. Um, Same with Daniel Ponce de Leon or Austin Gomber or Alex Reyes. Um, I think Alex Reyes is fascinating. Oh, yeah. Like one of, I mean, obviously following Paul Goldschmidt in spring training will be fascinating of itself. But but Alex Reyes is like the delta. And by that, I mean it could be absolutely nothing, like essentially you had in 2018, minus a few innings in Milwaukee. Yeah. Or it could be, could he wind up with 30-some-odd saves, or could he wind up with 20-some-odd starts? Or could he wind have, up being a guy who's part of your 7th, 8th, ninth inning combination? I think of a really weird scenario. I mean, this is really odd. I mean, you know, I was looking at, again, I'm a, what am I, Tim? I mean, many things, but what am I? God, there's so many things. Let's and are be you talking nice. about an adjective? Are you talking about a noun? Let's just, I'm a baseball nerd. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't want to, I, want, I opened it up, but yeah, I just really wanted did. to make sure I just directed it <laughs> yeah, properly. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> so, Tampa Bay last year, you know, they started using um, relievers through oh, yeah. their studies yeah. to take some of their top relievers and start games. Okay. 
And through their studies, they essentially found that most runs were scored in first innings because they found opposing teams had their top hitters. I mean, it made sense. Top hitters were coming up in the first innings. Top hitters were producing. So they threw top pitchers to try to get out top hitters. Right. Makes sense. You know, what if, what if you did something like Alex Reyes, who's a top pitcher, to go against top hitters and said, hey, every fifth day we'll, we'll get you or, you know, to balance. So you know you can count on your balance oh. his stuff. Balance, make sure he gets a number of innings, but you control it and control his workload and control his, you know, between starts and totally make sure you handle him with care and, uh, I don't know, piggyback him with the five innings that you know from Adam Wainwright or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, just do yeah, something yeah. outside the box crazy. Interesting. Would it be something the Cardinals think about? I don't know. I mean, there's things that they can because do the be issue with him as being a reliever is: Are you comfortable in him throwing back to back days? Back to back. So this Two allows out of three. him to have um, a high leverage spot out of the gate, but with a right. schedule of every fifth day. Do you want him uh, in totally high leverage in closing games? I, I right. don't know. I yeah. mean, th- those are all things you you got to think about. Um, these are all things I think that are on the table right now for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are analytically based. So they're. Don't think for a second that every team didn't study what the Rays did. And the yeah. Rays won 90 games or 91 I know. or 92 Flew games. under the radar. What a, right. what a... They just play in a, a tough division, right. you know, with Boston and New York and all these great teams. They should have been in the playoffs. They were very good. So these are things that I think every team is looking at, and the Cardinals need to look at how you manage Alex Reyes. Do you start him for the first month in Memphis and make sure that he's – um, you know, healthy and proper. And at that point, do you put them in a bullpen or do you start them and then move somebody else to a bullpen? I mean, they're, they're great problems to have because the Cardinals have great depth, but they're going to have to manage it properly. Uh, getting a few questions here in the Triad Bank viewer line about Marwin Gonzalez. Uh, Certainly would like to look at him. Yes. You think that's even in play? I mean, he is. Certainly, if it falls in their laps, yes. I think it's something you have to look at because it right now the Cardinals bench would consist of uh, Jose Martinez. Martinez, you know, you got the backup catcher in Pena. The Cardinals are going to look at the kid that they traded for from Texas who can play multiple positions, hits from the left side. Drew Robinson and Jed Jerko. And, and what about, um, uh, you had, uh, <laughs> who played well What's last Martinez, year. Martinez, O'Neal. Yes. Your backup catcher, uh, Jerko. And if, if Drew Robinson's in play and who am I missing then? Think of the kid that uh, was part of the Biscotti deal last year that played for the Cardinals. Oh, Jairo Munoz. Jairo Munoz. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to start thinking that's going to be a battle in camp. Yeah. And How many pitchers do you think he'll carry? Matheny was famous for large numbers. Well, you could go 12, 13, and yeah. that depends on if somebody swings, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, we have a lot of Marwin Gonzalez questions in here. The Cardinals need to lock up Goldschmidt ASAP. That is from well, I think that's a great question, and I think that's something that – the Cardinals, I had a very interesting conversation with somebody who was talking about this the other day, and I think something that the Cardinals would like to do, like they've done historically in the past with these types of players, is Goldschmidt the type of player? And I think you need to find out, and the Cardinals will, through back channels, probably know this answer to an extent. Is he the type of player that wants max dollars? Or is he the type of player that says, look, I've made X amount of dollars. I know what I'm worth is an extra 5 or 10 or 20 or 30 if I hit the open market really worth it next year. Or 
Am I more comfortable getting to what I think I'm worth or slightly below, but is my comfort level for me and my family better? Mm -hmm. So if I get comfortable in St. Louis and they're offering me a very fair deal, is it worth it? And the Cardinals know probably what those all those numbers are. And once he's about a month or two into the season, that gets handled. Okay. And I, I do think that will get handled. It'll get handled handled quietly, privately, and um, and they'll know. Um, and they'll know whether or not he wants to hit the open market by the end of you know by that time. I would assume. And and how it's a two way street. How do you think they'll handle Ozuna? Will that be a different strategy? That's a, that's a great question. Um, and Ozuna is a different animal because he's a younger player and does he want max dollars and and that I think we'll know early on as well and as I mentioned it's a two-way street do the Cardinals want to extend him Mm. you know and I I I think to an extent maybe and I don't know this for a fact but you know if you're willing to dedicate the 300 million dollars to Bryce Harper if you split that in half is that the Ozuna Goldschmidt money you know I could be I don't know Uh, your thoughts are welcome. You're welcome to participate in the Triad Bank viewer chat line. Uh, we are in the Design Air Heating and Cooling Studios. Design Air is online at designairservice.com, the sponsor of our studios here on the Mattress Direct Hot Stove Show. Seth Goldcamp has been both to my house and to Dan's house. And when it starts to get cold, you want to make sure that Design Air has had your furnace inspected. And when it finally Seth came starts, over to my house. And it is paradise now. Paradise. Paradise. Isn't it amazing? And he saved me money. Isn't it amazing? It really is a difference. I'm starting to see people get on board with Design Air. Can I say uh, another thing that Seth did? He's so good. Designairservice.com. What is well, it? He saved me money, and then my son goes to basketball practice, my nine-year-old, and loses his basketball just about every uh, practice. And with the saved money I had because of Design Air heating and cooling, I've been able to, re- to buy him repeatedly new basketballs for every practice. Had Seth not come to the home, your child wouldn't be able to play basketball. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Yeah. We got to tell Seth that. Because be you know my kid is probably going to get a scholarship because, you know, every kid thinks – and Absolutely. every parent thinks they're going to get a Division One scholarship, Absolutely. including my nine-year-old. Absolutely. Well, so Seth, where is he talking? Kid... He's talking to Shashevsky. Oh, of course. Yeah. He yeah. might be the next Lonzo Ball at UCLA. <laughs> so I am. What's Lonzo's dad? Uh, he, he, no, we haven't seen him much ever, since, the, ever since LeBron arrived. What is? I'm Lamar, Lamar Ball. So I am Lamar. He is Lonzo. <laughs> That's Barrett. And Lamello, thanks to Seth Lamar, Gold, thanks Lonzo, to, thanks and they're to here in St. Louis. Seth Goldcamp. I am now Lamar Ball and uh, and and Lamar. No, am I Lamar? Lamar Hoyt was with the Giants. Thank you, and thanks to Seth Goldcamp, I'll get his. My son will get a scholarship because we can buy new basketballs. Seth coming by, yes, and you wouldn't have been able to get a basketball if Seth didn't come by repeatedly. On the surface, it seems like a drastic leap. On the surface, it's a reach, you might think, (laughs) but because of design, air, heating, and cooling, I get new basketballs. I had no idea about this thing. Well, Seth now needs to know that for his marketing campaign. Yes, Uh, Tim, Dan, Cody Allen. He didn't finish design, air, heating, and cooling. Designairservice.com. You know what they are? The number one train Train dealer dealer. in the Midwest and the number one basketball provider to young St. Louis aspiring UCLA Bruins. Didn't know it. So my nine-year-old, because every parent should think that their kid is Absolutely. going to get a Division One scholarship. That's right. Right. And my kid is getting one thanks to Design Air Heating and Cooling because I saved on my heating bill to provide the new <laughs> basketballs basketball. that are lost at every freaking practice. <laughs> now, it seems like you're almost taking this out right now on the segment that your son loses the basketball. How does he lose a no, basketball? No, it's not practice? his fault. It hasn't been his fault ever. 
It's been the other kids, of course. <laughs> it's their Let's fault. Let's call out the young nine-year-olds on the team. It's their fault. Let's hold them accountable. Hey, Barrett, where's your basketball? <laughs> Don't know. Well, let's just call up Seth Goldcamp. He'll cut our heating bill again. Now I can afford a basketball. Yeah. I had no idea this was going on. I like this. Again. It's kind of, it's kind of an airing of grievances. Every basketball <laughs> practice. Let's get Seth over. Thank you, Design Hair Heating and Cooling. Let's slash it again. I like this. That's a different way to market. I like it. Turn, I, we watched UCLA the other night. We're watching Lonzo Ball last night. He had some great passes. He had nine assists. Couldn't shoot, but he had nine passes. And then uh, apparently I'm turning into um, Lamar or LeVar. Le- LeVar. Lamar Le- Hoyt, LeVar Ball. With a V is in Victor. Yes, that's right. V I'm is in Victor. LeVar Ball. <laughs> yes. And uh, nine-year-old Barrett's going to go to UCLA thanks wow. to Seth Goldcamp. How about that? Yeah. What a wonderful thing. Because he is going to get a Division One scholarship because – Lord knows, new basketball. There you go, Barrett. Had Magically he not appeared into again. Basketball, he would not have been able to get this scholarship. Yes, I had no idea that this was going on. So I thank really you, didn't. Seth Goldkamp, <laughs> and Design Air Heating and Cooling. Oh God! Uh, somebody is uh, in here saying they like your glasses, Dan. Look, and then they're promoting their com- company in the uh, in the chat. So I don't know if you're happy. I like the glasses. I think they're they're, well, they're a stately look. What's the uh, company? Uh free plug alert, Brenton Vision it looks like. Brenton Vision? Brentonvision.com. There you go. Uh if you can find me and help me, I need <laughs> some glasses. I think it's a sharp look. So will you have those on Fox Sports Midwest? Will you be wearing those this year? No, not on well, to read, yes, but probably But not, not when you're like on camera no. for the intros and the no. post game thing. And you got a compliment here from Karen Clark Aaron Holes, I think, if I'm pronouncing that mm-hmm. properly. And she says, Dan looks great. I'm, of course, very insecure and Thank upset you, that she didn't mention me. But she says, Dan looks great. How about that? Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Uh, I'm not sure if I should be wearing these. For Karen. Lower? <laughs> I so think I, it's a stately look. Well, I, I was like wearing it. these up. and um, I like that there, too. Thank you. Somebody just made a sound. Pete just made a sound. Thank you, Pete. Let's keep that to yourself. <laughs> uh, but uh, I had these on like this. And then my wife. She, what does the wife think? This well, is important. She said, um, you need to wear them down because then, because if I wear these like this, I really can't see you because I, they're not for the far away, for the up close. Readers. Right. Now, I was on um, vacation and my nine-year-old twin who is, now that one, the, the Barrett dude, love him. Love him to death. He's even though he's the Barrett dude. He he loses a <laughs> basketball. Lot of, a lot of basketballs. I actually call him Bubs. That's what his name is. But then there's Olivia. I don't mean to go off on my kids. No, here. let's I see what's going kids. on with Olivia. Let's hold her accountable too. Oh, I love her. Okay. Now, now she, she's fine. Barrett, though, you're 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 selling stock on it. Sounds like. Oh, he love him. <laughs> okay. Well, I would say, yeah, at times. Now Olivia, she's real sweet. You're high on Olivia. You're buying yeah. up more Olivia right. stock. So. I couldn't read the paper one day. Oh, no. So, God, you really are like... It was a struggle. It was a struggle, Tim. So we went to the Walgreens oh after I couldn't God. read. And uh, I said to Olivia, I said, Olivia, uh, hold this box of Motrin, which was next to the glasses. And there was about 500 glasses. And I could read the box of Motrin. And uh, she held the box of Motrin. And I said, hold these glasses. These ones actually work. For two ninety nine of the readers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I said, but I probably need to get three others that are like this because um, I'll lose these. I have a habit of losing many glasses. Well, maybe that's why Barrett's losing the basketballs. This could be it's a, it's a trend I think <laughs> in the family. So 
as a, and again, it's a baseball show and people don't really care about my glasses and I understand that. So uh, instead of... <laughs> I kind of like, this is the effect I have on legitimate people. I bring them down to ADD theater. That's what happens. You know, Tim, today we're going to talk about Harper Machado, what Miller's going to do. No, you know what we're going to talk about? My son losing his basketball and my glasses and our trip to Walgreens in Florida. So instead of... <laughs> So instead, it took me 20 minutes to oh, find no. the right glasses. So instead of holding the right thing, she put the glasses back up. And then she's still holding the Motrin. And I asked her, said, no, hold. You could put the Motrin back, not the glasses. So I had to go back and do the glasses thing again. And we were in Walgreens for another 45 minutes until I found well, the right nice. ones. That's nice. When you're down in Florida on vacation, if you can spend at least an hour at Walgreens. It's, it was fine. And I still love her. She's the best. Buy up Olivia stock. I'm That's sorry. what you're saying. You're I mean, she's Olivia. the best. She's the best? Oh, Maybe she, she needs to make a cameo on the program. Oh, she would. But she but she she would dance. She danced like MC Hammer last night. Really? She did. She does like the you can't touch this thing where yeah, you shoot across the little the, deal? Yeah, yeah absolutely. She, she's trying to get the feet thing going. Is that right? Yeah. She's queen. She's she, very she, sweet. You're high on Olivia. I'm well, if you have her come on by. And then there's Avery, and she's tough. She's tough. She's very tough. How yeah. old is Avery? She's 11. She's 11. Mm-hmm. So you have two at nine, one at 11, and one at 12? 13. 13. That's Luke. Luke, who yeah. has one of the best golf swings I've seen. Pretty good golf swing. Oh, it's a nice golf swing. Yeah, it's he'd a take nice, us down. It's oh yeah, he would. Absolutely. He, he embarrassed he's me down in Florida. He's a nice we play golf a lot of golf. He embarrassed yeah. me. Yeah, he took money. Oh yeah. really? You were betting with you? I probably shouldn't admit that. Uh, <laughs> let's strike that from the record wherever <laughs> yeah, we are. Bring out the shears, Pete. Matter of fact, you... uh, we did not bet. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's there's no that, betting in best, uh, of golf or baseball golf or anything or baseball else on this program. Um, <laughs> let's strike that immediately from the record. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Uh, no, I hey, you know I'm all for Did it. Did we just go to color bars on this? <laughs> <Gambling>. Sorry, technical <laughs> difficulties. That just went up on there. Uh, yes. Your questions are welcome, as always. We are grateful to Joe Fire for, for joining us. I will be heading down to Bush Stadium. I guess Nick What Up Yell is going to be shooting video of this. Um, oh, by the way, I, I did have a, a little advice on. for you. They're gonna have they'll have uh, bats for you. Mm-hmm. So, did you buy uh, batting gloves? Uh, my wife is a joke. Because she's not taking this whole thing as seriously as, of course, I am. Because yeah. I've been in training for years for it. Of course. Uh, she actually did get me batting gloves. Good. You're, you're recommending. Okay. So I actually use these things. Well, the, your hands are going to hurt. Really? Yeah. Your hands are going to get I'm anxious to see what muscles hurt tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what it will be. A lot. Really? Yeah. You're going to have a little soreness on your sides. Your, your, your obliques? Yeah. Your hands are yeah. going to hurt. Your hands are going to be sore. Yeah. Just sore anyway. You're going to... Yeah. yeah. You'd be sore, dude. Well, I'm looking, but I'm looking forward to it. I just don't want to get a, like a major injury. I've heard a lot of horror stories of some guys getting some major industry, uh, injuries. Well, putting on the belts, as they mentioned, could be difficult. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm talking about hamstrings coming off the bone. No, you'd be fine with all, all that. Right, all right, yeah, all you'd right, be fine. All right, all right. Well, yeah. we uh, so we'll have video of that. I guess I'll put it on Twitter and on the. Uh, What's that glasses place? Let's. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Yeah, the glasses place. We need to talk to them. Oh yeah, let me pull that back up. If you like our program, uh, we need to talk to you. Yeah, let's see who that is again. That was uh, Mark posting in the. uh, Thanks, Mark. In the fan page, appreciate that. Britain Vision is that Mm -hmm. what it was? Britain Vision. There Mm -hmm. you go, Mark. Hop on board. You got a free plug now. Join us. Oh, now he just—he really did. He sent us a private message. Now I'll, I'll let you take a look at that. Hey, thanks, Mark, you for your uh, vision news. As always, thank you to uh, Gangster Pete, to Joe, Are we Robert, done? to Patrick. Yeah, we didn't really talk baseball. This is what I mean, we but did, it was a good, did, yeah, it was it was good show. Easy. Yeah, it was a good, just free flowing discussion. I did we, we, go we, off on uh, on 
youth sports, I think, a little bit. That was I, I kind of I kind of was intrigued. Sorry. I didn't know about this basketball thievery that's going on. <laughs> I didn't know this was an issue. You know, uh, Elliot Davis is going to be outside your door wanting to know what's going on. I with did the have basketball. another story about a basketball. Well, team. what happened? I'm all for it. Well, I did find uh, Santa apparently brought some basketballs to my closet today and didn't know it. At least uh, Santa Santa didn't wrap them. So how are you going to handle informing the tykes? Um, Santa magically bought some <laughs> basketballs today. <laughs> I imagine this yeah. isn't going to work for Luke, but maybe for maybe yeah. for Barrett. Yeah, Barrett, Barrett might be still in play. You All got right. it. Yeah, <laughs> especially since he is the one that seems to have the biggest issue. That's correct. With the basketballs. Yes. Well, there's it. That's what we'll discuss next week. In addition to yes. whatever comes and goes here between now and next week, Dan and I will both be in Florida here in a couple of weeks, and then we'll be settling in for spring training. Cardinals I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, February 11th is reporting day for pitchers and catchers. Yeah, I'll be down there. Uh, so you're going down a little earlier than me. 23rd. Of you're January. going down the okay because the, the fantasy you're, camp's so, the 24th. January. Right. Oh yeah. So I'll be down there for one day to do uh, some work and to watch. You want to watch the other. I'll be watching yeah, you, bud. The, the rake show I put on. You betcha. <laughs> I'll be watching that one with, with glee. Uh, so I'll be watching that, but uh, doing some work for the Cardinals. For um, so, so one of the things, so have we? Re- I guess we have released like a lot of the promotional schedule and stuff. No, it seems like it. Yeah, yeah good so ones too. Um, a lot of the, two, the 2004 team is going to be um, brought together this year, which is really cool. So some of those guys will be part of fantasy camp. So I can't wait to so the 2014 teams that you're talking about four oh four oh four, oh, oh, four oh, is going to okay. be honored this year. So really, excuse me, it's the 15th anniversary of that team. Oh, one of the greatest. I think in my time of doing the games, it's the best. Oh team, yeah, and it's not even close. Uh, yeah, I think everybody would agree with you on that. So um, let's see. Bo Hart was a part of that team. Yep. Ray Langford's part of that team. He'll be there. Reggie Sanders Houses there. Is he? Yeah, so Reggie some Sanders. of those guys are going to be there. We're going to get them on some of the promotional stuff going on. Uh, Ted Simmons, which is really cool, is going to be part of Fantasy Camp this year. So uh, we're going to get them on some of the promotional stuff that's going on. But we mentioned the Hall of Famers and all that kind of thing. So guys that don't come through St. Louis, we're going to get them on promotional items and various things that are giveaways this year that maybe fans don't normally see or hear. So that'll be uh, what I'll be doing down there. Very nice. Um, And then coming back and doing – I got four charity – uh, events that I'm a part of. And then February 10th is kind of the eve before spring training. So February 11th, I believe, is the official report date of the u- when they're in uniform, like they're on the field. February 11th uh, for pitchers and catchers. And then like the 16th or 17th is the um, – I'm probably messing up all the dates. But when I think the – so The 16th is Saturday. Yeah, is – maybe it's the 16th or 15th when the – the whole team reports? Yeah. But the 23rd is the first game when uh, Cardinals are playing. I mean, yep. and that game is on Fox Sports Midwest. Sweet. Which, by the way, there's a show tonight on Fox Sports Midwest. What do we got? With Ricky and I. Uh, hot Stove Show. So make sure you tune into that. But um, basically, right now, there are players. That you'll find that when you're down at Fantasy Camp, you'll see a ton of the players. Already down there. Already down there. Yeah. And right now, instructional camp is going on. There's about 43 players with Okendo, and all the Major League staff is down there. Major League staff, minor league staff. Yeah, so they've got 43 players down there just going through. And it's really cool. What they try to do is, you know, you hear the Cardinal way, but what I think is smart is that 
all the teaching of how once a player jumps a level, the teachings essentially are the same. So you're not like learning yeah. a different way. I mean, it's all yeah. the same. That's the foundation. So, of right. It. Yeah. So when you jump a level, you're learning essentially how you're supposed to be playing the game. And it's not different. It's not odd. It's not weird. It's the right the way that they want to teach the game. And Shilty, Mike Schilt, is such a great teacher of the fundamentals of the game. I cannot emphasize this enough. He is a remarkable teacher of baseball. There is not a situation I don't think he's seen. Yeah. So, and it's not to say other guys haven't seen all that stuff. I mean, Okendo's down there right now and working daily with all these guys. But they're all there. So if you're down in Jupiter and you're watching this and you drove by the, the, the fields this morning, you're seeing guys. Always are active. Yeah. yeah. And many of the major league players are down there pitching, working out, that. going all through the drills. And it's here, man. That's Baseball's so cool. I here. know. Isn't it great? Just a month. It's awesome. Month, it's like, for real, actually, it is a month from today. I mean, it is yeah. a month from today. Guys will be reporting. That's super cool. That's great. I can't wait. Can't wait. Well, we'll be down there. We'll be doing two shows a week. And as we at least to, yeah. I mean, if I get a, a, a wild hair, I just call up Tim. I say we're just fired up. Let's we're going. do it again. Let's come on over to the home office and bring it again. I want Jameson talking baseball. <laughs> He's got a limited vocabulary. So what? It's like a lot of the TMA callers. He's got about five or six words that he can use. Don't you dare talk about <laughs> TMA that way. And your people that support the fine products like Design Air, Heating, Cooling, Good and Mattress Direct, and all our great Good people. Shame on you. Good. For you. Shame That's on you. Collar direct. This word collar direct. I can't believe you'd say something like that. <laughs> It's not that's unbecoming of you, Tim. <laughs> I like that. That can be our promo. That's unbecoming of you. <laughs> uh, thank you to those sponsors: Mattress Direct, Design Air, Heating and Cooling, Triad Bank, and uh, everybody for yep. watching. And if you missed it, you can thank always you listen to it on Scoops with Danny Mac or the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. We'll see you again next week for more of the Hot Stove Show presented by Mattress Direct.